Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Any area where Satan can hold you in shame is an area where you've allowed a spirit to get there so you can't hear God. You can't have a breakthrough. It's like, I'll do everything. And that's when people get religious spirits. That's when they get counterfeit. That's when they get false spirits. And it's not Holy Spirit. And they think they're all spiritual. But anybody with discernment can tell this isn't God. And the fruit in your life will reveal it's not God. And you still have demonic habits that you've had for years. That's not God. It doesn't mean you don't want God. I can't imagine anybody in this place who doesn't want God. So the first thing he has is confession. Asking how to do this. Pity fresh is, we do this all the time. Nobody, there's like so no shame. I mean, people have been so set free. But there's a lot of new people here. Right. First of all, there's a spiritual law. Ready? There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. When you're in condemnation, which means, oh no, I'm so bad. What if somebody knows? And So the devil is tormenting. It's the enemy tells you. The enemy orders your step. Okay. Know when you're in that place, you're not in Christ. Does everybody understand? So you want to be in Christ. So when the enemy's like, no, nobody will forgive you. Nobody will understand. Well, first of all, nowadays, how many know the devil has had people all confessing stuff that is sin as if it's not sin? Well, the church won't even deal with sin. I remember the first time um, I did a, probably it was a women's conference and, and I, there were some men there because uh, they were catchers. And, um, and so I did this altar call for people who had abortions and I was expect cause it was Christians. And I, I seriously thought maybe it'd be like three people. It was 98% of the people. And even some of the men came up and said they paid for them. I think it's one of the biggest secrets in the church. And there's so much shame attached to it. And truthfully, covering something should make you feel shame. When the enemy tries to do away with guilt, he's trying to do away with the need of a savior. And then you have to sear your conscience. And let me hit this one. Okay. Okay. Man. Okay, I was I was at a meeting recently. And um and I didn't know any of the people there. And, and it was just an interesting meeting. They were, I knew they were all into some real different spirituality and stuff. And I really didn't know any of them were Christian. I could tell one, one had been raised Christian. So I went to pray for this one lady. And her hands were like dead. Like 
See, I can, if, if I touch somebody's head or I can tell what's going on in your spirit. And so when I, I never felt this like this before, it was like dead. It was like, like just no life at all. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder what she's into. And then the Lord starts to speak through me and gave her a very specific date in her life that something happened that he wanted her to be able to forgive herself and, or that he wanted to heal that place. That that place had completely turned her away from God and that he wanted her back. And I was sitting there listening like, because when I do this, I'm not thinking, I'm listening like, wow, she must have known God. Yeah, I'm having my own conversation in my head while God's speaking through me. And I'm trying not to eavesdrop, but I'm trying to judge it. I just want to make sure that everything is so biblical because we're supposed to do that. And I still didn't know what was going on. But I, w I was really surprised listening to the word God had for her because he, he made it sound like she knew him and he wanted to heal her from something that happened at a very specific time in her life. And um, after the meeting, we just all, a few of us stayed around. The meeting was four hours. These were people who had never been to a church thing. It was four hours. It was wild. And it was supposed to be a little tiny ask me some questions thing. And not knowing I was even a Christian, really. So anyway, but this person came up and said, you know, I can't think of anything that happened at that time. And I said, well, how old were you? And so when we did the math and figured out how old they were, they knew exactly what happened. Like they were, oh. and they're like, oh my God. And then like, could you say that word again? You know, because they weren't paying attention then because they weren't believing any of this. Then all of a sudden, I was like, could you say that word again? Because I, I know what it's about now. Well, guys, I don't. Okay, I do this. I prophesy over so many people so many times in words of knowledge. It just flows out of me like you just wouldn't believe. Okay, like I could read your, seriously, if I pray for you, I could probably read so much mail, you'd be shocked. I'm not boasting. This is just how it works with me. It's done it for years. You can ask anybody who goes here. And, um. And so, because he just flows through me, he just speaks. So I'm thinking, I said, I really don't, I didn't pay attention. I said, I don't pay attention. I don't record them like inner myself because it's none of my business. That's how I look at it. This is none of my business. God's telling her something. But, and sometimes I can remember, I just couldn't. So I said, well, why don't you tell me what it's about? And maybe God will give me a word for you. And it was about someone, she had been in the church and I'll never give her name so she doesn't have to worry about it in case she sees this. She had been brought up in a church that was very, very about the word. I think it was Southern Baptist or something like that. And she knew all the Bible stories. Her whole family went, everything. It was very legalistic. So when she found herself pregnant, I don't know if she ever told anybody or she just knew they would not receive her. They just knew. They just knew it would ruin everything, the family, everything. So she went and had an abortion. And she was never going to tell anybody. And she had cut herself off from God to do that. She seared her conscience. That's why her hands felt like that. And the thing was, and God had such a beautiful word for her. He's not angry at anybody. He actually told her what her child looked like in heaven and she burst out crying. Life is so amazing and important. I, I, I never, even myself, realized how much God wants us to have life and enjoy it. And to help people who can't, so they can. 
her whole countenance changed. She was so excited about God. She had no idea that there was anybody in the church who wouldn't condemn her. This one lady who's part of our ministry now, and she's in another state, and you probably heard her, Monica. She'd had two abortions. Well, she had an abortion. And then when she went to have the second abortion, the doctor wouldn't do it. So she had that baby. I, I just heard about her, and I showed up in the hospital the day she had the baby with presents. I knock on the door. She's like, who are you? I'm like, oh, a friend of mine told me you were here. A friend of yours told me you were here, and I just wanted to come and and let you know we love you. And she said she couldn't believe it because she was at a church. She thought if anybody knew, she could never go to church. She got saved. She's powerful for God now. She really moves powerfully to set people free from uh, the shame of uh, abortions. Her kids know it. Her her second husband now, her first husband, that, that was um, the baby's father. He was just never went after God, really. But anyhow, he went and had an affair. But she's really been through, through some stuff. She has a powerful testimony. But she said, and then we gave her a real baby shower, like a real baby shower, like really gifts and all these gifts. And she just couldn't believe it. And if that wasn't enough, you want to hear how cool God is? So I have her, her boyfriend, I don't think they were married yet. I'm not sure. He's so young. And then her, another good friend of hers and her boyfriend, all teenagers in my car doing a Bible study. If y'all can tell, I can talk for a long time. And so one of the mothers said, if you're not home, this is a true story. If you're not home by nine o'clock on the dot, you'll never go back to this Bible study again. How dumb is that? How dumb is that when you got kids that are dressed up like doing all kinds of crazy stuff and this and that and they're kind of getting interested in God and you're going to make it a punishment that they don't go to church? <sighs> so anyway, so we're in the car and I'm, I'm talking to somebody about the Lord and I'm really sharing and the kids are looking at their watches and we had a um, 15-minute drive, about a 15-minute drive and we had five minutes to get there. And they were like, oh, no. No, this is way back, okay. After this happened, I thought, man, I am so such a powerful woman. But then I realized, okay, it was a one-time thing. But anyhow, so I get in the car, and I say, now, this is a gift of faith, where God gives you faith that's not your own. And I operate in that some with the baby who had the chamber added to their heart. That was a gift of faith. That wasn't my faith operating. That's another whole teaching, another whole teaching. But God's faith came through me and healed that. So when you get a miracle, when you get something that's beyond your faith, then that's the gift of faith. That's where God gives you the faith for something that if you were thinking about it on your own, you would not have the faith for it. So I'm in the car and I'm like, and I said, Lord, please slow down time so we can get home. All right, so we're driving along. I'm telling you all the truth, okay? This is years ago. I wasn't even really charismatic yet. We're dri- I was in a Methodist church back then. We're driving along. I was, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit by accident. But anyhow, we're driving along. And all of a sudden, we all noticed the the dashboard clock was going was like not moving almost. And then we're like, I'm thinking, oh no, something's wrong with the electrical. I'm thinking I need to pull over, but I don't want her to be even later. And there was this really weird feeling in the car. I can't explain. This is like one of the first really supernatural things that happened to me. Really strange feeling in the car, and it looked like other cars. It was just like we were in some weird zone or something. It was really strange. And so we're all so then we're looking at our watches and everybody's watch was like going so slow. And we're like, oh my gosh. So we got to her house in five minutes. As soon as we parked in front of her house, our, 
this clock starts doing this. All our watches catch up. She gets out right in time. We're all like, oh my gosh. We drive two blocks to the other kid's house to let them out and everything was back. It did two blocks, took more than 10 minutes. These kids are like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. I said, did you see what God did for you? They all got saved. But then I got into my kick. Oh my God, anything I say happens. I found out that didn't work, which believe me, you don't want anything you say to happen because then the good and the bad and the ugly. Anyhow, so how did we go there? So we're going to pray before we go to lunch. We'll have a lunch break. We're going to pray for people with seared conscience. It can be anything. It's something you did knowingly that Holy Spirit was trying to stop you and you didn't stop. Now, you didn't have to have Holy Spirit knowing your conscience. See, God puts a conscience in everyone. That's why we're not like animals. They have instinct. We have conscience. We're made in the image and likeness of God. The reason every person can will begin to seek God is because they have a conscience. Like you know this is wrong. You don't know why it's wrong. You know it's wrong. Do you see why the enemy is twisting things so bad? Do you see how the enemy has seared the conscience of almost a whole generation in America? And now the teachers are searing that conscience and everything's building on a seared conscience. A seared conscience gives reprobate thinking. It's perverted thinking. Everything's built on. It doesn't even make sense. Like anyone who hasn't been given over to a reprobate mind will know this is crazy. But they're so convincing. They're so convincing. Okay. You need to take action and show your grandchildren. If you got a grandson, well, I can't get into all this today. I can tell you exactly where homosexuality comes from. I can tell you the spirit. I can tell you how to get somebody free from it, but I can't do it today. It's not even hard. I can tell you where this trans thing's coming from, and it's not hard. But we don't have time. It's probably on teaching somewhere. We'll have to have a conference sometime. Let me just say this. If you have a grand, if you're pregnant or you have a, some, somebody, your granddaughter, you know, your granddaughter's pregnant or your child's pregnant, do not open your mouth about wanting it to be a boy or a girl. It's already settled. The minute you begin to prophesy what you want, it's witchcraft. And all of a sudden, if it's done enough, that spirit gets into that person in the womb and they do not know if they are the right gender. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Cursing and blessing are in the power of our tongues. And we think it's just conversation, but what does God say? Every idle word will be judged you ready for more repentance <laughs> go back and see if you were part of bringing that on them unintentionally because then what do we do we repent we break the power of it we don't let other people do that you see what i'm saying we, we stop them from doing that and, and then there's other reasons too. Like if somebody really wanted a girl, really wanted a girl, really wanted a girl, and then it's a boy. And then nowadays they can have you kill them in the womb if they're the wrong. It's just ridiculous where we've gotten as a society trying to take the place of God. But anyhow, but do you see what I'm saying? These, doesn't it make sense? 
When you look at spiritual law, doesn't it make sense? This isn't hard, deep mystery questions. If someone's born thinking that they are the wrong gender, it was cursed over them in the womb. If someone picks it up later, it's a whole different reason. The one in the womb is harder to deliver unless you understand this. The one, there's also a difference. Somebody's in here has been questioning this, not for themselves, but for somebody they love. Okay. It's a whole different spirit if a man acts like a woman than homosexuality. You know when there's a gay, what we call a gay couple, and you can usually tell who is a feminine one and who's a masculine one? Okay, the feminine one, so say they're men, the feminine one is more difficult to get free because it takes a separate deliverance. Here's how simple that can be. They could not stand their mother. They could not stand their mother. They could not stand their mother. Let's say it's a woman. She could not stand her mother. She's too mean. She's too controlling. I'll never be like her. Now you're not going to be interested in men. Now you're going to be like the man. Or it could be the other way. You loved your father, loved your father, loved your father. You couldn't relate. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see how simple this is for the enemy to cause this kind of confusion? And that's why as parents and grandparents, you need to start speaking the truth in love. You take those little kids before they ever hit public school. And you show those little boys the parts they have. And you show those little girls the parts they have. And do it, you know, if don't do it if you're not somebody who should be looking at the parts. I'm talking about your own kids or grandkids that you're changing. You know what I'm saying? No, good gosh, I get this out there. Lord, help me. Do you see what I'm saying, though? But you say, okay, I had a the little boy who was confused. There was, and he came to me as a little kid. His mom brought him to me real concerned. She did not even know this was in the family line. That came out later. And I took this little kid, I, I thought, God gave me a scripture. And it says um, that the men can pee on the walls. There's a scripture that says men can pee on the walls in Bible. So I said to this little boy, can you pee on a wall? He said, oh, yeah, I can pee on a wall. Then you're a boy. It says so in the Bible. Didn't talk about squatters' rights. <laughs> okay. But see, that's something they can understand. Well, right here, the Bible says, if you can pee on a wall, then you got to have the body parts God gave you. You're a boy. Cause you a man. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to get ahead of the enemy. You've got to get ahead of the enemy. You've got to get ahead of the enemy. We've got to quit being the people who wait till we're, oh, we got to be the people who go ahead. You start hearing everybody in a shower talk about, well, they hope it's a boy this time. You stand right up and say, I thank God it's for whatever he's already put in there. He knows exactly what that baby is. And if it's a boy, thank God for boy. And if it's a girl, thank God for girl. And you start speaking truth. And if you see a parent who's messed up with it, you just pray it. You take authority. Do you get what I'm saying? Doesn't it make sense? Well, they thought it since they were born. I don't doubt that. Let me show you how to get. You know, you can do an inner healing that goes all the way back to the womb. I've done a lot of those. It's amazing. I was having a shower. This lady just got saved from some stuff. Found out that her mother had got pregnant with her on purpose to try to stop um, the husband from leaving the situation, which is the wrong reason to get pregnant. And because of that, she always felt evil. But she didn't know why. 
So I was sitting there, this was like one of the first time at one of our meetings and she goes into a complete fetal position, like sucking her thumb in the middle of this wedding shower or something we're having for somebody at the church. And I'm like, somebody's like, you better go help over there. And, and we found out that that spirit, that evil seed got planted in her because the intentions of the wedding, the intentions for her birth were to manipulate and control somebody. Now, they never treated her like that. Her mother was, loved her and everything else. The father still left. She never has met him. Do, do you? Okay, I know this is a lot. Is this a lot? If you're new, it's a lot. If you've been around me, like, oh, this is pretty normal. But, but I'm showing you things so you can see, oh, my gosh, we got to really, we got to really learn to pray. We've got to really know what to break. We got to realize these aren't a cute little formula to follow. We we've seen that in the family line. You begin to see someone who's walking in those directions. Now go pray. God, I come before you, Lord. We did not know in our family, Lord God, that we couldn't be guessing if what if it was a boy or girl. So Lord, right now I come before you and I break that off, Lord. And I speak healing right now, right into the core of their being. Lord, I take all the way back. I go all the way back to when they were in their mother's womb. And I speak now in the name of Jesus. I speak, be made whole. I speak, you are a son made in the image of God. God made you a son. And I speak now that clarity to come to his thought, to hit his spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I've watched it work. Why? You shall know the truth shall set you free. You had to go all the way back. And then when Jesus says, remember when Jesus says to the um, leopards, he healed them and only one or so came back. I think just one, maybe two, but one came back. And he said, because you came back, I'm going to make you whole. What do you think that is? Wholeness is I'm going to go all the way to why this happened to you and how to break it off of you and have it permanently break, broken off of you. Most people come up, get healed, praise God, and never go back and thank God and ask to be made whole. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. That's everybody they leave here. Every time anybody leaves one of my meetings, like, there's so much to do. Well, good, do it. The truth is we've wasted so much time. As if God's death. I prayed this and prayed this. You don't have to pray it more than once. You got to ask him, show me where I'm missing it. What's missing? What's going on? Holy Spirit, help me know. Help me. Is this a generational curse? How do we break that? Holy Spirit, how did my kid's conscience get seared? How is our whole nation conscience getting seared? God, how do I speak in the spirit realm and go right to that person and see them healed in that hurt place? For whatever reason, most of you guys, a lot of you are in here in deliverance for children. I can tell our grandchildren because that's, this would be more like my parenting conference, but God is having me go in this direction. And this, okay. But do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to quit like as, as if, please don't say, never say I'm waiting on God as if you're ahead of him. I promise you, you're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. We have, an, I've said this so much. These are spiritual laws. They're so powerful. We have an ask, seek, and knock kind of God. And you guys are here. So obviously you've been asking and seeking or you wouldn't be here, most of you. You have to realize he's an ask, seek, and knock kind of God. Let me say this. You wouldn't ask for something you already knew the answer, right? So why do you get surprised when he takes you in a direction you weren't expecting? 
He, he, God doesn't do, really, he almost does nothing till you ask him. I remember after I went through all these trials and I kept breaking off schemes of the enemy and I said, God, why don't you show me these ahead of time? He goes, you never asked. I remember I used to go paycheck with the ministry. Okay, God, give us the budget we need for this month. Oh, God. And I said, Lord, I'm so tired of spending so much time every month making sure the budget's there. God, would you give me two months budget ahead of time or months? Give me a whole month ahead. I had it like in two days. I'm like, how did you come up with that much money? He goes, you never asked before. Now I'm asking for $100,000 extra in the bank for the ministry all the time. And we're a small ministry, so that's a good, that's a good amount of money. I used to go, okay, I used to spend so much time. I used to spend so much time asking God, how do I get this money? How do I believe for this? God, I got to pay employees. I want to do this. It wasn't for perp- It wasn't for the wrong reasons. You see what I'm saying? And finally, I go, God, can you just give me a whole month ahead? And he gave me, like, I'm just, I don't even know how he did it, within two days. He says, you never asked. We have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And every way we are to operate in that kingdom is led by Holy Spirit with the word of God. Every way. And, and let, me, let, me, let me see this as a good thing. It's all a good thing. For a lot of you, today's a brand new start. And I say that because the enemy wants to wear us out. The Bible says, you will reap unless you grow weary of good doing, right? Ask, seek. What, what does that mean? If I ask and I don't get the answer right away, if you're not getting the answer today or you're just getting part of the answer today, right? Now he says, okay, let's gear up to seek. What does seek mean? Seek means you've got to go to the word. And you've got to look some things up. And you've got to look into your family history. And you've got to see some things that are going on. And you've got to actually become actively seeking, why is my child in need of deliverance? Why is this happening in my finances? Why is this happening in my marriage? Does everybody get what I'm saying? All of a sudden, now you're seeking. How do I do that? You get the Bible I told you. You go put the word in that you're looking for. You look at every single scripture and you ask Holy Spirit, show me, show me which scriptures that you want to give me revelation one. Show me which scriptures to begin to release. Teach me how to bind. Teach me how to loose. Teach me how to release this to angels. Teach me what to do. And let me say, don't get overwhelmed if this is new to you. Get excited. Don't get overwhelmed. Get excited. Because he has you right where he wants you. And he's going to take you on a journey of a lifetime. I would not trade my walk with God for anything. I would not, I count it all joy, even though I've been through horrible things. No, I don't want to go through them again. The devil tried to kill my son just about a month or six weeks ago. God showed me where I got into pride. I had just busted through pride like two days before. It was amazing because of something I'm walking somebody through and I saw the pride in me and the way I was thinking to help them and they did get their miracle. But I got my miracle because I saw the pride. I asked God to please forgive me. Broke pride. My son was attacked. Somebody had seen a dream about it, kind of. He was attacked. It should have been over. And I I couldn't even hear God at first. 
first, so I only had like a few seconds and all this. And I said, God, I said, wait a minute. I said, God, pride goes before destruction. I broke the power of pride yesterday or two days ago. Now Satan, you spirit of destruction. You have no authority to bring destruction into my life because there's no pride. God just rooted it out of my life. Instantly I heard God. All of a sudden I got in the power of God. I knew what the assignment was. I canceled the assignment. I broke the power. I, I shook, rattle, and roll because I pray wild. And I went wild and I broke it off and I knew he was okay before the plane ever landed. And then we found out. I didn't even know yet that there was such an attack on him. But he had an attack with sepsis, uh, what's it called, um, um, strep septis that came in less than a week, got into his system, um, was affecting, already affecting his lungs and, and closing down his body with pneumonia. And God instantly stopped it and turned it around. And I know to this moment that had I not dealt with that pride that I couldn't see, but led by Holy Spirit because I was walking somebody through what God had had me to walk them through and I wanted them to have victory and my heart was right. I was spending hours and hours in prayer and showing them scripture and walking them through and, 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 and doing that, I had to get to what I needed. So get over thinking you're helping anybody. Anything you're walking through is for you. Now, if you love this teaching and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.